You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. It's more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. You know, I'm not big on talking about myself. Um... And not something I think is a, is a good quality. Um, if you're really that good, you let other people talk about you. So every, every day before practice, I would always come out early and I would always quit catch, you know, 100 balls or so before practice into the sun, away from the sun, just trying to make catches as, as difficult as I possibly can. I wanted to make practice as difficult and as hard as I possibly could. So when I got on the field on Sunday, it was, it was easy, it was routine. And I want you guys to take pride in what you put on the tape. You know, every day when I got back out of the practice field, when I got in the film room, I wanted to be proud when I walked. I didn't want to walk in there with my hood on, and my head down, because I didn't practice well. I didn't want to be that guy in the film room that had to come back with an excuses why I didn't get the job done. And you guys don't have to. That's something that is within your control. Does anybody in here have control of what the weather's gonna be like tomorrow? Does anybody have any control? Or what the traffic is gonna be like? None of that is in our control. But what we can control is our dedication, our commitment, our work ethic, our punctuality. All those things are 100% in our control. 
So I challenge you guys, when things are, are, are getting tough, control what you can control. It's not about the talent. You guys are the most talented, most skilled, hardest working, best coached. So it comes down to execution. And execution is about the details. It's about executing the small tasks every single day. You don't ever want to look back and say, man, I wish I would have done this a little bit better. I wish I would have hustled a little bit more. You don't ever want to have those regrets. My parents always held me to a, a high standard. They always told me, Larry, you can do this and you can do that. And you know, when you're a child, you don't always believe that you can do those things. But when you apply yourself, you can surprise yourself. And I, I challenge you guys to continue to believe that anything that you put your mind to is, is, is always attainable. All right, welcome in. And uh, again, this is our Tuesday edition, Jay Barker Show, live from AVX Audio Video Excellence, Lars Anderson. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. We call it the bowling of this generation. You'll absolutely love it. Get out to Top Golf. Also, we're driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by see Tony Russell and all the great folks at Sunny King Ford. Coach uh, Saban brings in a lot of speakers, whether it be in the off season or right near in the fall. And uh, guys that come in to give inspiration and motivation to the players as they're heading into, we talk about it all the time, Lars. You get your degree, you get your uh, on-the-field teaching, and then you get what a lot of uh, CEOs at the Fortune 500 companies get, speakers that come in, guys that are able to contribute in that way and really encourage a lot of these guys. Larry Fitzgerald, you just heard him talking about uh, the discipline, the commitment, the things that he did in order to be one of the greatest receivers of all time in the NFL and especially for the Arizona Cardinals. What a great career he had and an inspiration to the players, hearing them, Tim, talk about that and uh, what they need to do to be able to achieve the goals they've got is to look there's no lack lack of talent in this room but uh do you, know, do you stay disciplined do you stay on point and um you know really, really good talk by larry fitzgerald just another one of those guys coming in that saban brings in for these guys yeah and um <clears throat> excuse me i got to know larry a little bit when i was uh working on the quarterback whisper with bruce arians who was coaching the cardinals at the time and just a kind of a funny story. I was uh, talking with Carson Palmer before practice one day, and there was probably I don't know ten thousand fans in attendance. It was in the in the in the main stadium there, and uh, Carson's like, "Watch this, watch this." He's like, "I guarantee you, the last guy out of the locker room is going to be Larry." He just plays to the crowd. He plays to the crowd. <laughs> sure enough, Larry, you know, waits, waits, waits to come out till the, all the players are already out on the field. And so then, when he walks out, you know, he's given this sort of Messiah's welcome <laughs> by the crowd. And but then I'll tell you what he. Every single practice I went to, he just worked his tail off. All business. Um, he also treated the fans great. He was, he would sign basically every last autograph. He'd sign more stuff than than anyone there, and and he was such a great teammate too. Because when uh, remember they acquired Adrian Peterson, uh, running back, um, and it was um, it was like midway through the season. And, and Larry did this for several different players. Uh, Larry would have them, uh, Adrian stayed, stayed at his house. And Larry even picked him up at the airport. Uh, and Adrian stayed at his house and his family, Adrian's family did uh, for a good like six months. Uh, just because Larry wanted uh, basically Adrian to feel like he had a, one, he had a friend and he yeah. had a family there. And um, and he wouldn't have to worry about how to get from point A to point B, you know, because Larry would give him a ride to practice every day. And um, and then, you know, the a message that he he just hammered home with Coach Saban is, look, for me, like I just he used the word process. 
because for and there's a lot of similarities I think between Larry Fitzgerald and Coach Saban. And he said he loves watching film, he loves the practice, he loves catching the extra balls and running routes with the quarterback after practice and just everything about it. And he said, you know, when the game came along, it's really easy. It's second nature. And uh, and Larry was great to work with. I. I I do know a couple of reporters that have had difficulty difficulties with Larry over the years, but he has always been really good to me. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, you're getting guys that normally cost hundred thousand dollars to bring in, two thousand yeah. these, you know, unbelievable um, uh, guys that have been very highly successful with this with this business, sports, whatever. But saving so good about bringing those guys in. Um, many players have bragged about that. Even. And it's you, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Uh, I, and I know the the players, the people who come in, I know they do get compensated as they should, but they go they come in at a huge discount because they want to be part of most definitely. They come in at a huge discount, like, and a lot of them don't don't charge at all. They just yeah. they say, "Look, you know, my normal fee, but I, I'm coming in. I want to be a part of this." Like yeah. I bet Larry's normal fee is at least fifty thousand. At least, yeah. I mean, yeah, and that that is an aspect that is too often overlooked is the education that these players get from all of these guest speakers coming in. I mean, look, I, I think the, the best way to to learn journalism is to uh, talk to people who do it at a really high level, right? And, uh, and then I think the best way to learn about uh, how just to be successful in life, talk to people who are really successful in life. How did, how did you do it? And how can I do it? What can I learn from you and take from your sort of process and put that into my routine so I can be as successful as you are? And uh, it's just great stuff. It is. You know, one of the things you worry about, we talked about scrimmage number one for Alabama. We'll break down some more of that for you throughout the day as well, um, is injuries. You worry about injuries. Texas suffered two major ones, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and not only uh, up front, but also uh, at the skill position. Uh, And Sarkeesian saying, look, we're going to be okay. we got guys that can come in. This is what next up is all about. But um, two big contributors for Texas and uh, what they can do. And offensive linemen, Junior Angela and uh, wide receiver Isaiah uh, Nayer were both lost for the season, according to uh, ESPN. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian said, I hate it for them. I I feel for those guys who both have really good off-seasons to get ready for the season for us now. It's next man up. I think we've done a good job in recruiting to ensure that we can do that. We've got plenty of time. We'll be okay. So um, you always worry about that as a coach. But two key losses in the players. same in the same yeah. practice, they both yeah. suffered season-ending ACL tears. Crazy. I mean, is there anything you can do to prevent that? No, because most of them are just freaks. I mean, freak yeah. accidents uh, that happen with with this, um, you know things where the guy's cutting wrong or gets hit wrong. A lot of times, offensive line is getting hit uh, by certain guys, leg whips and stuff like that. They can tear the ACL or the MCLs. Uh, or LCL, the uh, interior and, and lateral uh, ligaments uh, on their knees. All right, a lot to get into today. We got uh, coming up as well, uh, Dakotist. <laughs> Did you see his ad? No. Oh, your DB from Nebraska. We got a play coming out uh, okay. on the other side. So you, you got to hear this. The NIL deals continue for a lot of the college athletes. We talked about uh, Dakotis and uh, all the things that uh, he was doing with one of the AC groups and heating and air, and uh, we'll get that for you, play that for you coming out. Much more coming up as well. Tiger meeting with PGA players saying, hey, we got to get together. we got to talk about live and uh, kind of how they're going to stick together. Uh, also, uh, uh, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, the new locker room, the Miami Hurricanes. So much to talk about today. A lot of great stories surrounding that. Also, some high school football rankings coming out for their Alabama. We'll get into that as well. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. It's Tuesday edition.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon. The chance of a few isolated storms through the evening hours. The high today 90, tonight's low 68. Not as hot tomorrow. A mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms. The high at 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. I'm so glad we called SOS. Our AC is the coldest. I'm always Dakota's. SOS to the rescue. Hey, this is Dakota Scrawford, ride receiver from Louisiana, now playing in Lincoln. When your AC isn't Dakota's, you call SOS Heating and Cooling. Their takes don't make commissions, so they give you an honest opinion, fair pricing, and longer warranties than a competition guaranteed. Take it from Dakota's. We'll keep you cool this summer. Hi, Nebraska guy. What do you think about Nicoldis Crawford's commercial? AC, the coldest. The best NIL commercial yet. <laughs> I'm always the coldest. Yeah, his, so his name is the coldest. Yeah. D-E-C-O-L-D-E-S-T. The coldest Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do when your air conditioner is broke? You go to the coldest to get it fixed. I love it. I love it. I'm How do you come up with the name the coldest? <laughs> it's probably growing up in Nebraska because you're always the coldest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you may but, be born uh, right in the middle of winter. Yeah. I guess, huh? Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's been ruled out for an extended period with a knee injury. But these commercials are great. Good for him. Kind of the you know the nil deal was that let these guys go out and find their own stuff, and this is him that he created a uh, or was able to. They contacted him, or that he contacted yeah. them, or whoever in between. If he has an agent, probably does or doesn't. But uh, this is the way it's supposed to work. Do yeah. things like this with companies that local companies like that that are in Nebraska. Um, maybe get a national company, whatever else. That's kind of the way we saw it. Speaking engagements, camps, those type of things that might work out as well. But uh, the coldest making his debut on TV with his latest commercial. Yeah, it's really good, and, and and you're right, Jay. This is what it's supposed to be all about, um, and uh, this is how the guys were supposed to use their name, image, and likeness. Well, he's actually from Shreveport, Louisiana, mm-hmm. so um, I don't know. It doesn't get that cold in Shreveport, does it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's good stuff, good stuff. I wonder if Patrick Nick still has his uh, sweet tea gig. Bo might, but Patrick Pat- <laughs> You do that all the time, and now you got me doing it. Bo, if he still has his Milo's deal. He probably does. They probably didn't print the contracts. They didn't think to go, well, they might transfer. They might not be playing again. Um, you know, They might head off into the NFL, all that type of stuff. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I doubt he does. I would think that he would have gotten out of on his own, saying, look, I'm leaving, and went out to Oregon. But, um yeah, I, I saw an interesting article talking about Auburn this morning. Ike Hilliard, uh, wide receiver coach now at Auburn, he was in the NFL for many years and really came out and was you know really personable about kind of not his struggle, but just the way that he kind of goes about life. And he said he's not a people person because he actually said in, in a quote, I don't like people. And uh, he said, 
now I'm kind of changing and, and turning over a new leaf and trying to do things differently and going back to the college game. Because in the college game, you got to recruit. you got to be able to have relationships with the players where in, in NFL, it's more of a business relationship with the guys. Uh, you're coaching them up, all that type of stuff, but there's not a lot of off-the-field things going on. You don't recruit. You don't have to have dinner with the families. You're not doing all that type of stuff. So I think that kind of fit his personality early on, but wanted to get back into college. He joined Parsons staff as a wide receiver coach and really opened up to AL.com talking about how different it is for him from the NFL to college. Yeah, um, it's pretty amazing. And and I'm looking up, uh, apparently Bo Nix still does have his uh, Milo's deal. And uh, even though Milo's does not have a single hamburger joint outside of Alabama, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure Bo is working hard on, on pushing Nike, uh, p- pushing his uh, teammates to order Milo's online. So is it Milo's or Milo's tea? The Milo's it's, tea it's, in it. It's Milo's tea. Yeah. yeah. So that's nationwide. You know yeah. what? I think it was with my. I'm pretty sure Milo's tea was who it was with. Uh, he uh, d- did that deal, and um, they they just opened up a new factory. You're right. Yeah. It, it's Milo's tea company. Yeah. Yeah. I think they opened up a new manufacturing facility in Oklahoma. I think that's right. Went out to the Midwest trying to service the uh, that side of the country. Somebody. Maybe it was a good move for Milo's to get Bo out there to get people introduced to uh, to Milo's tea on the West Coast. Um, you know, when you look at just all the things that have gone on, I was reading an article this morning I thought was pretty interesting uh, as you brought up uh, Bo Nix, but talking about the quarterback transfers that we've seen over the last uh, year and uh, guys that are really, you know, going to be making impacts and kind of just where they might end up or, or may have not been. Um, we talked, you know, some of the guys who are kind of off the radar, Paul Tyson left Alabama, went to Arizona State. Uh, we saw other guys moving around uh, from like SC to Oklahoma, Oklahoma to, uh, or SC to, to Ole Miss, Oklahoma to USC. There's like four or five guys, but they, they had a pretty good list uh, talking about some of the great players that are out there and kind of how this thing is kind of circled around. But I could not re- believe the numbers. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at, and here, I'm just going to show it to you in the studio. That's the list wow. of the guys. Now, that's the short list. That's the ones that are most notable. Caleb Williams goes to Oklahoma or to Southern Cal from Oklahoma. Uh, Quinn Ewers from Ohio State to Texas. Jackson Dart from Southern Cal to Ole Miss. Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma to South Carolina. Dylan Gabriel from UCF to Oklahoma. Max Johnson from LSU to Texas A&M. Keaton Slovis from Southern Cal to Pitt. Uh, Connor uh, Basilak from Missouri to Indiana. Uh, Levi Williams from Wyoming to Utah State. Bo Nix, Auburn to Oregon. Jaden Daniels, Arizona State to LSU. Adrian Martinez, Nebraska to Northwestern. JT Daniels from Georgia to West Virginia. It's going to be interesting to kind of see. Uh, Coach Neal has really been highly uh, praising him, uh, very highly. I think Daniels may have more in, a, a really big impact, almost as big as Caleb Williams. Yeah, uh, Jerry Bohannon, Baylor quarterback, went to USF. John Ryan Plumley, uh, who remember being over at uh, Ole Miss, goes to UCF. Jaden D. Laura, uh, Washington State quarterback, Arizona. Casey Thompson. Texas went to Nebraska. Uh, Zach Calzada, we know about Texas A&M to Auburn. Michael Penix uh, from Indiana to Washington. Emory Jones from Florida to Arizona State. Tommy DeVito from Syracuse to Illinois. J- uh, Jack Plummer from Purdue to Cal. Again, these are just the notables. Paul Tyson, not even mentioned in there. A number of other quarterbacks uh, not mentioned. But uh, pretty amazing. You look at um, some of the, the big names that uh, have left and gone on. This is the free agency we talked about. Yeah. This is the open portal. This is... Kind of how do you get the genie back in the bottle? How do you put the toothpaste back in the tube? Uh, this is going to really transition and transform 
college football in, in, a, in a lot of different ways. And you look at uh, just past Heisman winners who are transfers. Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, uh, Justin Fields was a Field. finalist. Jalen Hurts was a finalist. And um, the, the fact that uh, uh, Bryce Young won it was kind of an aberration because he didn't move schools. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy uh, just how much movement there is. Uh, with all, uh, all these quarterbacks, but um, you're gonna see more I, with with all the. I mean, now if they pass it, I, I remember they were talking about rubber stamping that the uh, transfer rule. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember. I was off during that period of time. I can't remember if they finally did that or not. But when you can transfer now every year of your college career, yeah. that's crazy. It is crazy. You know, so now you're gonna see more and more quarterbacks go. Okay, here's a better team over here. Like Jermaine Burton, we'll get his comments here in just one second. Um, he talks about the fact that, you know, why did he come to Alabama? He said because the talent around him, he thought that he could come in. It was the best thing for him and his family, for his future, and then have a chance to win another national championship. I mean, to be able to leave one championship team, that's unheard of. Yeah. Uh, leaving now to maybe play for another national championship team. I mean, you're, you're looking at Alabama. It's pretty much Alabama, Ohio State, what, Oklahoma, and Georgia. And, and Georgia. That's your four kind of everybody's yeah. saying top – Top teams right now that you're going to be competing for a national championship, but crazy that uh, you had a team that would be in top, the top four preseason, but yet you would lead them to go to a team that's at number one. But you know, I, I think for him, he saw it as, as a chance to play with Bryce, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, to be able to put up big numbers and really increase his draft stats. Absolutely, I, I, I would Sorry. think Bryce Young would be reason one, two, and three <laughs> to go to Alabama and leave Georgia because who you. Who is going to get you the ball more down the field, uh, Young or Georgia's quarterback, Spencer? Uh, not Spencer. Uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. You uh, <laughs> threw me off when you yeah. said, "Yeah, you got me on Spencer, Spencer Rattler." Yeah, well, I did want to talk about Spencer Rattler. Um, the, Stetson Bennett, Stetson the fourth. Yes, yeah. yeah, sorry, the fourth. <laughs> got to throw that in there. Um, I think Spencer Rattler is going to have a huge impact at South Carolina because. For whatever reason, he lost the team at Oklahoma. He was not considered a team-first player. And uh, that, that is sort of just widely known in the college football world. But if there's one coach that can really sort of, I think, transform Spencer and his behavior off the field, it's it's Shane. Shane Beamer. Uh, and uh, because they have a good relationship that goes back to when Shane was the assistant head coach at Oklahoma and um, and now I, Spencer Rattler, I mean, he just he brings like legitimacy to the South Carolina team, and I, I think makes them a real threat in the conference. Because last year at this time, uh, I was I thought Spencer Rattler was the Heisman front runner, and that he has that kind of talent. It's just whether or not, again, he can really get the support of the team because the team, I swear, Jay, like the, the they quit blocking for him. Like they just did not like well, him. And, and and here's the thing that, that that's my and I told you that since he came out of high school. I watched him on QB one, and I was like, he, his the teammates don't like him in high school. Yeah, they you, you could tell they didn't play for him, and he could tell that it was all about Spencer Rattler. So maybe Shane is able to change that about uh, about the quarterback. All right, uh, Miami to host the 2026 football playoff national championship. Atlanta selected for 2025, and Atlanta uh, gets it uh, or Miami gets it back after the 2020 uh, national championship. I was down there for that when they had the. COVID restrictions, all that, so get a little bit of repay back uh, for 2026 uh, for the uh, the Miami uh, area there with a lot of activities, great facilities as well. But 2025, Atlanta got that one as well. So some of those announcements coming out from the college football playoff 
uh, committee. All right, we'll come back and uh, more to come. We'll hear from Jermaine Burton, Alabama's new wide receiver from Georgia, his comments about his relationship with the receivers and coming to the University of Alabama. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Uh, what, what motivates me is uh, the way the guys treated me, honestly, when I came into the program. Uh, I couldn't thank these guys enough. Um, regardless of the outcome of last year's game and me being on the other side of the ball, um, I'm here now, and I think that's what I really need to focus on and focusing on this team and what we can do this year. Um, you know, as fortunately, I'm just trying to make the best decision I can for me and my family. Like I said, again, I couldn't thank this program enough for the way they welcomed me and uh, brought me in and treat me like one of their own. So from this point on, now I'm just focused on this team and what we can do to get better. These guys work together. These guys work day in and day out. Um, they go over film. They watch a lot of film. They put in a lot of work. They got a lot of great leaders. They got a lot of great players at each position. So at the end of the day, when you can correlate that all into the field, it's just a great team. Honestly, my entire mindset when I even came into this program was just to work and uh, try to understand the offense, get it down with Bryce, and um, work with a lot of players that just came in just as well as me because there's freshman players that came in with me as well, uh, another transfer as well. So my my main focus is on those guys and, you know, making sure our bond is all good and together and everybody is on the same page regardless of what grade you're in. So, so we can all, because whoever's on the field is going to have to produce. The group is gelled together because we honestly don't worry about the competition part. Like we honestly, our competition is the man that's lined up across from us. Um, we as receivers and we know that we just need to learn the offense and learn everything just about the offense. So when whoever's out on the field can get the play right or anything like that. So I don't feel like it's any sort of competition between any of us receivers. We're all close. We're all brothers at the end of the day. So we all want the best for each other. So. If anybody's missing, missing any part of the offense here, 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 we all make sure we can, you know, sort of settle down on the same page with it. Definitely as an older player, or you going into more, the more experience you have in college, you definitely want to uh, form and shape into the leadership role as you have the younger players coming in and uh, the, them needing new, uh, them needing a leader to look up to. But um, as far as that goes, I mean, you know, I feel like all the older guys in the room has honestly stepped into that role of being a leader to the younger players. And um, that's all we really much care about. We don't care about who... It's just, just main, main, main guy, main this and that. We just all know that what time it is is we get older and experienced and we know the, what, the, what it's like for those young guys to come in and need a leadership uh, model in the room. Honestly, it's just uh, sticking to the same script. Uh, I just come in, I just do what they tell me to do and um, I just make sure I take care of my body so I can uh, perform the best way I can. And um, it's honestly, that's honestly not something I'm honestly worried about is just being inconsistent or anything like that. I'm just honestly focused on this team and what I can do better and where I can, you know, help anybody out. So. A very well-spoken Jermaine Burton uh, and some really great things he had to say there about now being at Alabama. And he asked him, why did he pick Alabama? Quote, I'm just trying to make the best decision I can for me and my family. Burton said, like I said, again, I couldn't thank this program enough for the way they welcomed me, brought me in treating me like one of their own. From this point on, I'm just focusing on this team and what we can do to get better. And another one of his quotes in that was, what motivates me is the way the guys treated me. Honestly, when I came in the program, I can't thank these guys enough, regardless of the outcome of last year's game 
and me being on the other side of the ball, I'm here now. I think that's what I really needed to focus on, focus on this team and what we can do this year. So Jermaine Burton, some of his comments there during camp, talking about getting to Alabama. And, again, we're talking earlier all the transfers, quarterback position, but all over the place. But he, he, he's going to be another added addition. And, you know, last year Alabama was two for two. They got about five guys this year that they've transferred in that could end up being immediate starters. But Henry Toto and Jameson Williamson, without those two guys, I mean, they, that was game changers for Alabama on offense and defense. Yeah, and I, I think Burton is going to have an immense impact. Um, I think he may have as big an impact as any of the transfers coming in. And, um, yeah, very well spoken. You know, Monday was it was the first time uh, that he met with the media um with at at Alabama and um he really his decision goes back to when JT Daniels entered the transfer portal because he wanted to play with JT Daniels and there's a good reason why you look uh in the 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 first game in in, in one game with JT Daniels Burton caught eight balls for 197 yards and two touchdowns and um you know it was uh, it, sorry it was it was JT Daniels first start and his his uh, his go to target was Burton, but when when they put the when Daniels transferred, and obviously it's the Stetson Bennett's team, they're going to take advantage of Bennett's mobility, and and they're going to be more balanced. And 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 Bennett, you know, he he obviously played well enough to win a national championship, but um, he's probably not going to throw the ball down the field uh, as much as J T. Daniels would have or uh, Young here in Tuscaloosa. And also, Jay, you go back and you look at the national championship game, Burton was one of the absolute key players. Uh, he's the one who sparked what proved to be the, the game-winning touchdown drive uh, in the fourth quarter with about 10 minutes left. Uh, Georgia's uh, losing 18-13. to 13. And then uh, Georgia gets the ball first and 10 at their 25. Uh, Burton catches first down catch, 18 yards. Uh, then on second down, he absolutely smoked the Alabama DB, uh, just blew right past him. And uh, the DB, I forget who it was, basically had to tackle him. So that's another 15 yards. And suddenly they're at the Alabama 42, and they're on their way, right, to the game-winning score. But it was Burton who sparked it. Definitely, he's and, a good player. The, the stats are deceiving. Yeah, and, he, and he's going to be even better under Bryce. Bryce will make him more, you know, kind of a go-to guy as well in, in the offense that they can put around him. He's been very impressive in practice, and I, I know you know you look at um, coming from one system to another terminology, all that kind of stuff, kind of getting it down, and just really getting down the fact that um, you know you, you've got a, a guy like Bryce that's got such poise in the pocket as a wide receiver. <laughs> Was that, was that the dog? And <laughs> wide receiver, um, you have to trust your quarterback that he's going to, like, in, in other words, with, with Bryce, you get more time. So the more time you have to get open as a receiver, Bryce buys time, so you never give up. Where normally maybe you finish the route and you just kind of quit. With him, you got to know the play may still be alive, so you got to keep working to get open, and that's where the big plays happen. Explosive plays down the field give these guys a chance to make big plays in the game. And uh, I think for him, um, you know, look, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the transfer like that. I mean, I know it benefits Alabama. I know it's good for us. I know it's good for the team. I, I like guys sticking with and having loyalty towards, especially a team you just won a championship with. But uh, we'll see how, how it all pans out. And uh, to me, look, he's just playing along with the rules. Yeah. It's the way it is now. And, and, and he's wanting to better 
his stats get better uh, rankings when it comes to NFL. You can't, you can't, you, um, you absolutely yeah. cannot fault him. I yeah. mean, and, and also what played a role in this was the emergence of Brock Bowers, the tight end at Georgia. I mean, he's just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal tight end. He became the go to guy. Yeah, he's the go to guy. I mean, here's pr- some perspective. Bowers was targeted in 16 games, or sorry, 16 times in one game alone. And Burton in 14 game, 14 games was only targeted 32 times. So in one game, Bowers gets 16 targets for the whole season. Burton gets 32. So yeah. he knows he's not getting the ball. And and why not go to Alabama? I mean, Alabama's offense, it's obvious. It, it features or it's designed to, to feature receivers that are out in space, out in open field. And Alabama's produced five first-round picks at, at the receiver position in the past three years. Like, why not try to be a part of that? Yeah, wide receiver. I'm surprised I didn't get wide receiver. You, I think it was Ohio State that got that. Can't yeah, it was. Um, Jermaine Burton, according to Josh Smith, our producer, did not have one drop last year. That's pretty I amazing. See that? Pretty yeah. amazing. Um, you know, not to have at least one drop in an entire season, but um, he'll become a big feature for Bryce Young, this offense, and uh, all that they want to do. All right, we'll have more comments from uh, the uh, guys yesterday from the press conference. Bryce Young, also more from Jermaine Burton, and uh, also Lane Kiffin. He went out to the frat house, found him a punter. <laughs> Say more about it coming up on the other side. Stay with us live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Uh, Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partially sunny this afternoon, the chance of a few isolated storms through the evening hours. The high today, 90, tonight's low, 68. Not as hot tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms. The high at 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. It was a it was a great moment. Um, obviously, it was a huge play. I was super, uh, you know, I'm 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 excited. But admittedly, in the moment, it wasn't something I got to enjoy for that long. Um, it tied the game up, so uh, you know, at the time, there's a lot more that we had to do. Uh, so uh, I guess it's probably a little more fun being able to look back on it, knowing that um, you know things turned out well in that individual game. But um, you know, it's just a great example of Jacory and who he is. Um, you know, it wasn't an expected. Uh, he wasn't in an expected scenario that game. Uh, J-Mo went down. Um, he wasn't sure what role he was going to play. We didn't know going into the week, but he was always ready. Uh, he was always working. He stayed ready. His number got called and you know, something that, you know, one of, if not, yeah, one of the biggest moments of our season last year, his number got called. He stepped up. He was ready and made a huge play. And um, it, it made a lot of sense seeing how he worked and, you know, seeing how he still works. Uh, someone who works extremely hard, does all the right things. So I think it really sums him up well as a player. He's extremely explosive, um, you know, in, in the run game. Amazing vision, makes great cuts, um, sees the game, know, knows where to go with the ball. And then the pass game, really good route runner, um, really explosive. And when you get the ball in his hands um, out the backfield, um, you know, a lot of really good things could happen. So watching how, how Ja, he, he picked it up so quickly. Um, he, he knows where everything is. He knows where to go. And, you know, now he, he's 
a lot more comfortable. He's able to do a lot more things that, um, you know, obviously are, are him. And all that stuff comes out in, in practice. And I'm excited for it to, you know, for it to show when, you know, we're playing. But he works really hard, really good kid. Um, he, he knows everything that, that's going on. So um, he, he, he gives us a lot of options. He, he definitely makes my job a lot easier. So I'm, I'm super excited. All right, uh, we brought it up earlier, and uh, again, that was Bryce Young talking about his relationship with his uh, teammates, receivers, and uh, kind of getting guys like Jameer Gibbs and Jermaine Burton kind of on the same page, creating that chemistry they've started since the spring. Ole Miss new punter transferred in from Kappa Tappa Kega, <laughs> is what they wrote on Twitter. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, the, uh, the the guy comes from a fraternity house. Lane Kiffa says, yeah, he's 250 pounds. We got to get him in shape, but uh, I said, "Hey, go out on campus, find us a punter," and they found one. So I wanted to let you uh, let you know uh, what uh, happened there. But um, with Lane Kiffin, so he's excited about his new uh, uh, punter. He's six one, two hundred fifty pound, Charlie Pollock. I wonder if that's David Pollock's brother. Yeah, <laughs> it might be a son. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's not that old. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it, it's a. They're obviously having some punning issues <laughs> at, mm-hmm. at at Ole Miss, and uh, it would be a great story if this if this works out. Go back to Bryce, what you heard from him just now, and um, you know, look, I mean, he, ever since he got there, he has a calmness about him. Again, as we talked about, Jermaine Burton, really impressed by kind of hearing from him for the first time, and kind of some long form as far as answers that he had. He was very good at as far as. The way that he answered them, um, I think Coach Saban would give him a, head, a thumbs up as far as what he wants to be out there for the team to be hearing and stepping up as a leader first year there at Alabama at the transfer from Georgia. But Bryce, a uh, little bit of a sore throat, a little bit or a little bit scratchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been dealing with that over the last uh, week. But um, you know, you look at his performances, what he did last year, how he stepped up in just key moments. Uh, he really is kind of that soft-spoken leader uh, that uh, is able to, I think, bring a calmness uh, to the storm at times when you're in a game and those moments are happening no better uh, example than the Auburn game when he just stood in there and made the plays brought them back and able to win it in, in what four overtimes yeah yeah and I I remember when um sort of at this point last year when we hadn't seen Bryce Young in a live game you know uh we heard players compare him to Russell Wilson uh a little Kyler Murray but I almost think Bryce Young is more sort of an NFL quarterback than both Wilson and Murray because he's much more of a pocket guy, mm-hmm. you know. And, and of course he's he's you know he's right at six foot, um, but he's just he's a he's like the ideal spread quarterback, you know. This is what the position, at least at Alabama, has evolved into, and and I can't imagine a better trigger man to have to run this Alabama's version of the offense of the spread offense than than Bryce. And now the only question is, can he do it again? Um, but he, he's just so poised, you know, and, and he's just, uh, you know, from the very start, it was just like, he was a seasoned point guard mm-hmm. kind of just, just, just distributing the ball all around the country and ends up setting school records for yards, touchdowns. And he accounted for a higher share of Alabama's offense, uh, 66.5 than, than Mac Jones, Tua or Jalen in any of the previous six seasons. And, um, man, I mean, it's just, uh. I don't know how much better can he get because he's just he's so smooth. Well, and you brought up a great point uh, the other day. I can't remember who it was with. Um, you asked the question, and it may have been yesterday when you said, "How do you improve?" Or it was a Mick Gillespie, I guess. You asked, 
um, from year one yeah. to year two as a quarterback like him. You win the Heisman. How do you improve on that? How do you get better? And, and there are things that you can do. And I will say this, and Andrew knows this because he's heard Braxton talk about it, but Braxton played with Tua. He played with Jalen Hurts. He played with Mac Jones, and he played with Bryce Young. And he spent two or three years with every one of those guys in, in the film room, uh, in, in the meetings, uh, on the field, watching how they kind of get ready for games, preparation, all that type of stuff. Um, you know, Tua was the most natural. Jalen was a hard worker in the weight room and, and, and a very natural athlete. Uh, Tua, just the natural thrower, right guy. Okay, Mac was the the, the uh, Tom Brady, the studier. He was the guy that was just going to be so prepared mentally, and he really had to go through a lot himself. I mean, even we talked about the breathing and all the stuff that he did mm-hmm. during the summer leading up into that. Kind of took on some of that uh, almost Joe Burrow persona uh, in the pocket. Tom Brady persona in the pocket and became a you know a great thrower and distributor of the football. Uh, we always knew he could spin it, but just didn't realize how good he could be uh, in that offense. And was outstanding. And then Bryce shows up and uh, his turn to play. And Braxton will say, out of all of those guys, the best he's ever been around. The best, I mean, from all levels, in the in, in the meeting rooms, in answering questions, um, pre- preparation, uh, throw, can make every throw on the field, can move around and, and extend plays, uh, keeps his head up, looking down. Remember how we used to talk about that with Jalen? Mm-hmm. Coach Saban's, his whole thing was, I got to get Jalen's head up. I got to get him looking down the field, keep his eyes down the field. Bryce does that all the time, and he has an unbelievable sense of feeling people around him, uh, almost like a sixth sense, in order to get out of the pocket just in time to escape something, to make a first down or to make a certain play. And he can just drop the ball in off every angle, off the back leg, front leg, moving. He can put it perfectly or find a guy where he pitches it out to the side as a lateral Mm -hmm. to make first downs that we've seen him do many times in games. Um, So, yeah, how much more does he improve? Can he improve from year one to year two? We're going to see in Bill O'Brien. I think a lot of the reason why Lars he came back as the quarterback office coordinator. A lot of it had to do with Bryce Young. Yeah, it'd be fun to see him with uh, healthy wide receivers. Something yeah. he didn't have in the mm-hmm. second half of the Georgia game. But I mean, just remember the SEC championship game. Everybody's like, "This Georgia defense, greatest of all time, greatest of all time." Young just incinerated. Well, them. and you even talked about it yesterday in the second half. He's hitting guys down the field. He's under distress, and yeah. he's hitting them right in the hands. Yes. They're dropping the ball. A Jai uh, Hall. Hall. A Jai yeah, Hall. Yeah. The Those guys. The game. Yep. And, and Coach Saban addressed it, you know, and said, look, guys weren't prepared. They weren't ready when they got their chance to pledge. Corey Brooks was at times when he when he was able to go in and, and make a difference. And hopefully that'll his experience in those moments will uh, be something he can carry over for this 2022 season as well. Do you but think, I'm excited about watching Bryce. Do you think a turnaround moment for Bryce was the second half of the Texas A&M game? Because that's really when he started, it seemed to me, throwing the ball down the field more. And I know Alabama ended up losing the game, but it, it, it came back from a big deficit, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you this, too. It, 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 a lot of times it's in those games like that where you grow more yeah. as a quarterback. I mean, look at um, uh, Coker. Coker, the Ole Miss game, with mm-hmm. all the interceptions, all that happened. He won the team that night, even though they lost. Um, there, there was moments in my career where the worst games that I had, I learned more from those games or when we had to come back and win or almost win. Um, you know, I think a lot of quarterbacks would tell you that, that it's almost like there's a freedom in it because now you, you may be down a bunch. Uh, I remember against Georgia uh, in 94. We're, we were down, I think, 21 to 10 going into halftime. We came back out, we got the ball, and, and my mindset was, look, I'm not, I'm not worried about I'm, – I'm just going to chunk the ball around the field. We're going to throw it. We know we're going to throw it the second half. Not going to worry about interceptions. Not going to worry about making mistakes. Just go play. Just go play ball. And in those moments, you feel so different. And then your confidence grows. I, I agree. I think maybe in that game, and even though I think it's just more experience for him 
having a chance to finally get on the field and play yeah. and do the things he needed to do to continue to get the chemistry with the players around him. Yeah, and it, it was, speaking of chemistry, it would be interesting to see right out of the gate. Does he have that chemistry with uh, Jermaine Burton? It certainly sounds like it. Nick Saban's calling Burton the most consistent wide receiver on the team right now. And, and where does he go with Ja'Cory Brooks, uh, having a full offseason to, to throw with, to one another? Um, and and uh, as Mick Gillespie said yesterday, I, I wouldn't be surprised if – I agree with Mick. I wouldn't be surprised if Ja'Cory Brooks ends up leading the team in receptions. But it will be interesting to see who is that receiver going to be that he's going to go to when he needs – you know, when it's third and seven and you need eight yards. I mean, it was certainly Jamison Williams uh, last year before Jamison went down with that pretty bad knee injury. Uh, but who will it be this year? You know, will it be Tyler Harrell uh, from Louisville? I, I know he may be a little bit behind the other receivers right now. Has some but, injuries early on. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, I think I think Burton and Brooks are going to be a good one-two punch. All right. Dennis Dodd had a great article. I'm going to get into on the other side. Um, maybe not uh, right away, but uh, next hour, talking about mental health with college football athletes and just college students in general. He wrote a great article about this. And dealing with an Ohio State player that a lot of you may have seen featured, I think, on one of the morning shows nationally, and that's Harry Miller, uh, who actually came back last year after he had gone in and talked about that he had done some things that felt like he wanted to kill himself. We'll get into that. Also, Gus Malzahn in a dance contest with the coaches. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight.
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. I've seen a lot of progress from both of them. Um, J-Mill's taking, I mean, a, a huge jump. You can tell how much more comfortable he is back there. Um, in the meeting room, he's, he's confident. He knows what's going on. He knows where to go uh, with, you know, knows where to slide protections, knows what the defense is doing. Uh, he's done a great job. And, you know, obviously he's had a little bit more time in the offense, but it's always encouraging to see uh, another quarterback take that jump. Um, he, he's commanding the offense uh, on his field. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm super confident in him, super excited for him. And, and Ty as well has done a great job. Um, obviously it's a little little newer um you know things are you know things are moving probably a little faster but you, you wouldn't be able to tell by how he how he handles it um he's doing a really good job in protection as well which is definitely not easy against our defense you see a lot of exotic looks a lot of tough stuff during camp you see everything um so uh for him to be able to be doing a good job of picking that stuff up uh, stuff up again learning a lot in the meeting room he, he asks a ton of questions um he, he's always asking me he's always asking ob um, so i'm excited for both of those guys and me individually um you know both of those guys i'm, I'm close with so um I, I try to do everything i can to impart what i've learned uh whether it be from from ob from the rest of the qb room from experience and and just try to talk to those guys and, and give them as much game as i can and they've been been super receptive and um, just the relationship we have. I, I'm, I love our quarterback room, the staff, the players, everything. So I'm super excited. Yeah, it definitely was. But it honestly, it, it honestly went is the way I didn't think it would go. Like, I honestly thought it was going to be like, you know, some guys who still felt some kind of way about the game or some guys who had a kind of envy or any kind of animosity. But like I said, like this team brought me in with unbelievable arms and welcomed me. And honestly, we didn't even have any sort of issue about that it was just honestly like i honestly got more congratulated than anything like oh this and that so like the guys just brought me in they wanted me to work with them and i honestly forgot about that game like i just i want to win it with this team <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah like everybody was just happy for me and just happy i was here and we just wanted to work coming in the spring uh, i was able to come in and uh you know meet with uh bryce a lot meet with my receiver coach a lot meet with our uh offensive coordinator a lot so you know, and based off that, those meetings as well, you know, those help out a lot too, but nothing is better to me than repetition. So honestly, just getting out there and practice and repping, repping the amount of plays is, uh, is honestly helpful. In this receiver room, especially, uh, our coach really praises that, uh, you know, you just hop on the jug machine or do whatever you can to make sure you, you know, get your hands right. Honestly, I didn't even, uh, I didn't, I didn't even pay attention to that or as well. We're not something I don't really plan to pay attention to, but at the end of the day, it's like as a receiver, you know, you know what the money is and you know what you have to catch. So you know what you have to work on to warm your hands up. Uh, so as far as that goes, it's just getting into that rhythm and catching the ball.
That was Bryce Young at the beginning talking about uh, Jalen and Ty, uh, the two quarterbacks with him in that room right now, and some other depth there as well. But the two guys getting the reps uh, during the uh, scrimmage. Jalen Miller actually had a couple of really nice throws, touchdowns. Uh, in the uh, scrimmage, uh, Ty has continued to learn the offense and grow. He's got a lot of talent and a lot of upside for him as well. But, um, you know, Bryce just has that calming effect. Again, you listen to him and the way that he talks. Jermaine Burton, again, very impressed by the things that he has said as well. We'll break some more of that down for you here in just one second. Presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. The show is each and every day. Get out the Top Golf. You'll absolutely love it. Is the we call it the bowling of this generation. Whether it's with coworkers, family, or friends, great place to go for all types of events. But just to go have a good time. But they do a lot of charitable events out there and raise money for a lot of charities in the community. They do birthday parties, anniversaries, bachelorette, bachelor parties, anything you name it. They can help you out at Top Golf of Birmingham. We're driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there in Oxford, Anderson, on the sunny side of the street. That's Sonny King Ford. So how would this offense change if Bryce Young went down and Jalen Milrow becomes the starting quarterback? Uh, I mean, let's hope it doesn't happen, obviously, but uh, if he's a starting quarterback for a couple games. Yeah, Jalen can throw the ball. He's, he can make all the throws. I think for him it's about just consistency. Uh, it's about accuracy. It's about um, even sometimes whether to take a little bit off the ball. He's got a very, very strong arm and really just learning to have that touch. Um, where, you know, Ty's kind of got more of that kind of feel as Bryce has in certain situations. Charlotte's kind of climbing all over and <laughs> oh uh, not sure what she do. Is she <laughs> chewing on that? Dig. She's, no, oh, she's trying to dig. trying to dig, dig a hole in the, <laughs> in the, in the, uh, in the chair there. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> So both of those guys, but J- but Jalen comes in. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a few things differently. He he is a guy that can really run well. I think he's got the size to run and and protect himself. I don't think they want to put Bryce in the situation unless he has to. When he has to, he's still able to extend plays, make plays with his feet as well. But um, yeah, I mean, that, right now they're sitting in a good spot, and you know you want to keep your Heisman Trophy winning quarterback as healthy as as possible throughout the year and he's, he's able to protect himself and that and that's the key he is good at is that. teaching those guys you know and, and he has an um kind of a, a sense about him in order to do that so but uh, andrew can you grab charlotte <laughs> off of there i'll get her that's all right uh, no no no. i just wanted to dig a hole in that <laughs> um, charlotte being honorary today yeah uh um, this is your dog Jaylen, make sure everybody knows that is. i mean you, you've seen like some of the the videos of Jalen in the lot in the uh, uh weight room i mean it's like watching uh um uh Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, yeah, yeah back exactly. in the day. Uh he's just he's so powerful through his legs and um He's a big guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean he you know, Texas wanted him, Texas A and M wanted him, Arizona, Florida, and Oregon. And then, you know, Ty Simpson is a former five star player. And so I think with these three guys you could make the argument that Alabama is the best quarterback room in the country. One of the best, no doubt I mean, about it. Who would be better? Yeah. Especially with the Heisman Trophy <laughs> yeah, winner sitting there, Heisman yeah, Trophy, and then a five star, and then uh, Jalen Milrow, a high four star. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, hopefully that won't happen. But it, you know, the, the one bad thing about last year, and I, I, I think Saban has, has mentioned this, is that just because of how games went, Milrow didn't really see much time at all. He played in four games, finished three of seven passing, uh, forty-one yards, one touchdown ran 15 times for 57 yards, and so it was all just kind of garbage time, and it wasn't even a lot of garbage time. Mm-hmm. So um, there's just not a lot of on-field 
college football experience behind Bryce Young right now. Did you see the uh, SEC shorts video they put out, the latest one? I did not. Boarding the airplane and talking about you know what what uh, you know who can come on and you know defending national champions now can board, um, and then Ole Miss comes up and they're like, wait, we were ten and three last year. They're like, yeah, but. You've got a reservation at the Music City Bowl <laughs> coming up possibly. Uh, pretty good as far as about, about three or four minutes worth of uh, content there. They're great. They do a terrific, terrific job. Hey, tonight, Tuscaloosa, it's going to be happening. There will be a vote at 6 p.m. City Council brought this up yesterday, whether or not they'll be selling alcohol in Bryant-Denny Stadium. And um, we've talked about Merrimatics and uh, Greg Burns, how they kind of went back and forth a little bit, but that tension created some, I think, some good stuff in the long term and, uh, and, and even now in the short term as far as how they were able to come together and figure things out. they got scholarships that will be available as well. Lars, you talked about yesterday through some of the revenue that will be generated through uh, alcohol and uh, liquor sales. But the license, uh, they've, they've applied for it. they put up the notice at Gate 5. Now tonight's the vote from the city council. It still has to go through another uh, bureaucracy, if I can get the word out, before it uh, is able to uh, pass and, uh, and be allowed to be sold in the stadiums. I, I don't see this thing not passing to be on. I just yeah. I think everything's moving in that direction. And I think this is something that uh, they wanted for a period of time. And they've been kind of working through trying to figure out the best way. And uh, even from the public perception, the best way to do it. Yeah. And so uh, there's seven members on the council. Uh, they're going to, the public hearing is tonight at six. And, um, you know, I think this is just going to get rubber stamped, but then uh, it has to be approved by the state of Alabama's alcohol beverage control board. Can you imagine if it gets that far and that board yeah. didn't approve it? There would be some uh, there would be some comeuppance, I think, <laughs> if, if that were the case. But um, yeah, I mean, right now there's nine SEC schools, including LSU, Texas A&M, Tennessee, uh, that have adopted alcohol sales over the last year. Uh, Alabama chose not to do that. And uh, back in May of 2019, they made uh, Alabama put out the statement: "We have one of the best game day atmospheres in the country, and we don't envision making changes at this time." That was in relation to alcohol sales, and uh, at the time, it was just I think Alabama, Georgia, and Auburn were the only SEC schools that did not sell alcohol um, in the general seating area uh, th- during the 2021 season. But there was a change of heart. Uh, I think uh, Greg Byrne talked to a lot of fans and uh, and then talking with the city, going to increase uh, security and and just looked at, like we've talked about, different studies that have been done that said it says if you sell alcohol in the stadium, it actually reduces uh, binge drinking before games and leads to less uh, mm-hmm. uh, arrests, you know, less less uh, altercations. Less- and those arguments were lobbied by the alcohol industry. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you, you probably yeah. could uh, come up with studies that prove just the opposite. Yeah. Um, but um, no, we'll see. I, I mean, are you for it in general? Uh, you know what? To me, it's just, it's going to happen. I mean, in, in all sporting events and colleges now, it's become big business. They've got to figure out ways to stay ahead. And if other schools are doing it inside your conference, and there are people that want to have alcohol in the stadiums, they want to. The fans want that as part of the experience. The key is now. Um, just how you know how how will it affect game day? How you know you know I've been to pro games. You have too. It's yeah. a different atmosphere. It is. It's it's it's, it's almost like not kid friendly. It's sometimes. not. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping that because of the age of the of the people that are there, where they're from, 
um, that most people bring their kids to the college games and families and stuff like that, that it's going to be a little bit different. And, and it has been. I mean, we, we look at other colleges that have imp- implemented this. We yeah. haven't heard hardly any uh, issues about it um, being done. I, I w- preferably would have loved to have kept it out of it completely uh, from yeah. SEC and college football and everything else, just kept it in pros. Uh, but, um, again, the old mighty dollar is uh, way too much for these guys to look, look and uh, turn a blind eye to it. But uh, we'll see how it all kind of works out. But uh, yeah, I, I think what tonight do you think the we'll most popular see the beer decision. will be uh, Budweiser. I, probably Coors. <laughs> I don't. Paps. Know. Yeah, yeah, all right, Paps. <laughs> uh, I know one of our guys is hoping for Yingling. Uh, one of one of our baseball friends just texted me. I won't say his name. You know exactly who he is. But uh, he just said, "Can any of that money go toward baseball?" And uh, I guess only if they order a single, a double, or a triple. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we'll send that towards the baseball. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We got more. I want to get into this mental health uh, article from Dennis Dodd on the other side and uh, the player from Ohio State and kind of where we're at right now with that and uh, a lot of discussion about mental health across the country. A lot of things have gone on the last four or five, six, seven years. And uh, players as well, the transfer portals, all the stuff. There's so many changes. And uh, how one guy is addressing those changes for himself has stepped away, retired from football at Ohio State. Uh, also, Ryan Day, some of his comments about it as well. But uh, we'll dive into that here real quick. Also coming up, we're going to talk high school. Uh, they get started on Thursday. I think Vestavia and Mountain Brook are playing. Uh, coming up on Thursday at Vestavia. And uh, so that's unbelievable. The 18th of August. Can't believe that uh, already getting started for high school football. But uh, who are some of the top teams uh, in the state who are expected to win 6A, 7A, 5A, and some of the other uh, lower divisions as well? We'll get into all that coming up. Stay with us. We're live from ABX here in hour number two. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon. The chance of a few isolated storms through the evening hours. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 68. Not as hot tomorrow. A mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms. The high at 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Dennis Dodd wrote a great article, CBSSports.com, talking about and another football season begins, a mental health crisis gnaws at the fabric of college sports. And uh, for college at- or four college athletes have died by suicide since the start of 2022. And uh, he kind of dives into it deep and uh, really begins to talk about the story of, uh, of a player from Ohio State named Harry Miller, um, who went on and discussed uh, some of his decisions to step away from football, focus on mental health. Uh, he did that on today's exclusive uh, the other morning and, um, you know, really kind of deep dived into that. Ryan Day talked about some of the issues he had had, talking about cutting his throat, cut his arm or cut his wrist. He would tape that up. You couldn't really see that. He was able to hide the other things too, but really struggling with mental health. Uh, we're going to get into that here in just one second. One of our producers said, which Alabama player would be the first to get sponsored by a local IPA? 
and have beer featured in the stadium with a special cup, cup promo cup. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if they can do that. My bad, I got you off. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I don't think they can do that. Uh, no, didn't it, it, like it can't be alcohol. No alcohol. Or, yeah, you can't. Or, you can't represent any kind of alcohol. Or, no. Yeah, but you could get. The Bear Bryant, which is a Jack Daniels and <laughs> something else mixed in it. I've uh, never heard of Bear, a Bear Bryant drink. Really? Oh, yeah. I always wanted to have an Arnold Palmer with Arnold Palmer, but yeah, that'd <laughs> never, be great. I never had that chance. All right, let's get into mental illness. And uh, this is something that's not only uh, a football thing or, or college athletics, but it's across college campuses. We're seeing more and more of this. And, um, you know, from my perspective, I think things have heated up so much on campuses with whether it's just through politics, identity, whether it's through just the pressure of school, not being able to go to class, not seeing your classmates, yeah, the pandemic, not having the personal relationships that you normally have from the very beginning of that uh, of that journey, uh, not being able to meet, not being able to see people, go to bars, do all the type, all all the stuff that you normally do on a college campus. I think that's contributed to a lot of this. Uh, this is kind of the uh, everybody's had to lock themselves away to it, some extent or felt like they had to stay away from certain people for certain reasons, whether it was for COVID reasons, political or identity and all that type of stuff. It's a different campus, and you're there. Yeah. You're not there a lot, but you're there at least once a week or twice a week sometimes. Yeah. And and I'm sure you've seen it, talked to your students about it. You've tried, I know, to make it as easy for them to remotely to come into your class, uh, to to let give them time to get things done, uh, kind of more flexible than maybe as rigid as it would have been before based on some of the circumstances. But uh, what are you seeing? Why, why is this such a big deal, and why are we seeing more issues like this uh, across the country? Yeah, you know, just some of the numbers are just uh, are frightening. Uh, there's one study um, that was done by the Harvard School of Public Health that showed one in four people, one in four, aged 13 to 34, acted on a suicide attempt after considering it for less than five minutes. That's incredible. 25% of everybody aged 13 to 34 has acted on a suicide attempt, according to the Harvard School of Public Health. Mm. And, um, yeah, suicide rates are up about 30% from uh, 2000. And, uh, you know, it's just co- college is just it's harder now, uh, not necessarily in the classroom, but. There's social media, there's relationships, there's the, the pandemic. Again, our, our politics are so divided. Um, gosh, even inflation now, right, mm-hmm. for a college kid is a big deal because yeah. everything's so expensive. Um, it's just I, I just think there's more pressure, and social media has a lot to do with this. There's just more pressure on young people today than there has ever been. And it's also, Jay, as you know, it's at a time in your life when you're trying to figure out kind of who you are, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going through a lot of sort of emotional growth, emotional pain yourself. And, um, and I really, I just don't think there were so many dividing. When we went to school, I don't remember there being dividing lines like there are now with, you know, whether it's yeah. political identity, whether it's all these different things being thrown at them that we didn't have that. I mean, it was, we went to class, we were there with students that were from either Alabama, out of state, or from communities that were like us, um, whether they were black, white, Hispanic, whatever, they were still a lot from the same communities. We all kind of spoke the same language. I'm not saying that that's not the, the case, or it can't be the case with, with kids coming in from out of town or out of state, uh, as we see so many of that influx. You were talking about Dr. Bell. I mean, they had f- over 50,000 um, applications this 55, year. 55,000. <laughs> It's crazy. Thousand and, and that is what attendance uh, is now at thirty eight thousand. Stuart Bell, yeah, Doctor Bell said that is the by far 
the hot, the most uh, freshman applications they've ever received, and they don't have the exact. So school starts tomorrow, uh, and uh, last year the university hit the a record of thirty eight thousand three hundred and twenty students. But there's going to be more growth. I think uh, they're going to have to build. There's going to have to be more new buildings, right? We the Tutwiler, the newly mm-hmm. resurrected women's dorm, is is back up. Um, that's going to house about 300 more female students than the old building that was demolished this summer. Um, but uh, you know, uh, Doctor Bell said that for a while there he was worried about finding enough beds for all the kids in this freshman class because the numbers are so big. And uh, tuition for in-state, uh, it only went up $220 from last year. So now in-state tuition is 11100 And uh, it's it, out-of-state, it's, it's, it's gone up uh, about $1,200, uh, and it's up, up to 15730 And in ca- some cases, it'd be a little more than that due to room and board. Uh, per semester, right? Or is that per year? I think it's total. <laughs> it says it's total. total. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's why every university covets out-of-state students because the yeah, tuition is the more, generates more money. Yeah. And uh, as we know, ever since Nick Saban has arrived, it used to be about, I think, 70-30 to in-state yeah. to out-of-state, and it's basically flipped. It has. you got to give Dr. Whit a lot of credit for that, too, because he, that was his vision. Was He said, look, we're the University of Alabama. We're not even the biggest university in the state. At that time, Auburn had a bigger enrollment than Alabama did, and he said, we're going to double our enrollment. And uh, we will be the University of Alabama. And they began to look and really recruit a lot of kids from out of state. They went to California. They went to Texas. They went to New York. Uh, it's amazing. You go into classes, and Andrew knew this. I mean, in, in your fraternity that you were in at Alabama, you had you were the only one from the state of Alabama, right? Yeah, in, in your yeah in your class. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. So uh, in his class, they came in as as new uh, fraternity members, but. Um, I think yeah, the, the other you're, side. You're in the like in all of my classes. You're in the minority if you are from Alabama. Yeah, and, and it's it's kids from all around the country, which I think is great to have this geographic diversity because your experience in California is a lot different than your experience in New York and Chicago and and and, and in Alabama. And well, I, and I the key is that they get here and go. I don't want to leave, and then they stay. They open businesses. They they create a, you know an economic impact. Yeah, uh, in in the communities, whether it's Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, Huntsville, Mobile, wherever they stay. But they stay here, or or they even stay in, the, in just in the southeast. A lot of the kids leave Alabama. They had where Nashville and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. A lot of them heading to Nashville now from uh, a lot of the different uh, universities. A very young young crowd I there. A lot of former up. students in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. seems like it seems so, like all of you're right. It seems like almost all of them go to Nashville. So back to the mental health side of this. Yeah, I, I, two or three things uh, that I wonder about. I, I think the implementation of social media has been huge with with all kids, all students, not just the athletes. Um, I, I do wonder if the the pressure of trying to please you know some people all the time you know you get back from practice or you get back from a game right when you walk in, into the locker room if you look at your phone and all of a sudden there's 30 messages you know you suck you know or whatever and saying bad stuff about you or praising you talking about how great you are th- those are the two extremes right mm-hmm. that really none of us need to live in we don't need to live in one that says hey you're great or one that says that you're bad. You kind of got to figure it out for yourself. I remember my dad telling me when I left for college, he said, look, promise me two things. You won't listen to talk radio. He said, you won't read a newspaper and that you just won't pay, pay attention to what the media says and all the outside criticism. He said, what I want you to do is because if you do that, you're going to form two things. One, you're going to think too good of yourself or too low of yourself. Just form your own opinion. Do your things. Do what you feel like you're doing and work hard at it, and it will all pay off. 
And it was some of the best advice I got because I didn't pay attention to all the outside stuff that was going on at that time. I would have family and friends come up to me at family reunions and go, you can't even believe what this guy said about you or this. I'm like, why are you telling me this? You know, now that's right in their face immediately uh, that they're seeing that type of criticism. Even I'm sure for Harry Miller, when he was going through all this and talking to Ryan Day about his mental health, that probably there were people that were mean enough to write back and say, hey, toughen up, you know. Why, yeah. you know, why are you being weak? Why are you this? And why are you quitting? All that type of stuff. Instead of really seeing where he's coming from and maybe some of the things he went through, uh, you know, young in his life that kind of got him to the place where he is now. But Ryan Day said it. He said, look, football is nothing. Let's keep you. You're more important. Let's make sure you're healthy. So he retired. He stepped away from it and decided that he's going to uh, really get his mental health in, in, in check and then also just get his life together to where he feels better about just waking up every day and he couldn't have gone to a coach more equipped to deal with the situation than ryan day um ryan day's father committed suicide when he was eight when ryan was eight and he said that it didn't really register with him until he was 11 Mm. and uh you know as a little kid he would get angry when his teammates ran to their dads after games and and um and then what really hit Ryan was uh, during a recruiting visit, and this is according to the Dennis Dodd story on CBSSports.com, uh, an excellent excellent piece by Dennis. Um, when he was on a, when Ryan Day was on a recruiting visit in 2018, he asked a high school official in uh, Maslin, Ohio. He said, "Why why are the halls empty?" Mm-hmm. And uh, the high school official said that the students weren't in attendance because the campus was dealing with its seventh suicide of the school year. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, you know, there have been uh, studies uh, showing that that death by suicide, sadly, has been on the rise for a while. And um, in a a study released this last May, the NCA uh, stated that the rates of mental exhaustion, depression, and anxiety among college athletes continues to be 1.5 to 2 point times higher than it was before the pandemic. So I, I still think we're lingering, and I've thought about this, Jay, and I wanted to ask you, I think we're, we're still dealing with lingering, lingering effects from the pandemic, but what is it going, what will the impact be Five ten years down the road, when we had kids miss two full school two years, full school right? Years. So we're yeah. talking like a, an eight and a nine year old mm-hmm. miss two years of social development, right? And in, in interacting with your peers, are there going to be any long term ramifications of that? I hope not. Yeah, but I just don't think we know. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> you think they would? You think there would have to be, right? I mean, yeah. there's got to be something that you you always pay a price for whatever you go through, whether it's good or bad, and. And so, um, you know, you, you got to think there's going to be something there. I mean, how do you catch up? You know, and because a lot of the, a lot of the schools, so now we just got to keep passing them through. We can't have this group stay back, you know, and then not, you know, keep keep this thing rolling. Um, I but, did see too that um, I know that some universities are now just sort of treating um, uh, treating the uh, if you, if you test positive for COVID, they're basically treating it like the flu, mm-hmm. and you don't have to report it to a faculty member or whoever. Yeah, UAB so, is doing that, right? It's UAB, yeah. yes. Yeah. I would I would I would expect. Well, I, sh- I would I don't know. I would just assume that uh, other schools would follow behind UAB. Yes, yeah, since they're a medical school, and they yeah. probably have some of the best uh, people making those uh, decisions. All right, we to get to break. We'll come back and uh, more on Alabama football and some of the news around college football as well. And uh, also, Gus Malzahn had a little uh, coaching dance-off. Did you see that? I did Hilarious not. on uh, social media. The assistant coaches had to do a dance-off. And one of the assistant coaches pulled out an old tape of Gus Malzahn. 
<laughs> dancing around uh, from YouTube. Pretty good. All right, we'll get into that and much more coming up on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from AVX on this Tuesday edition. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Alright, we're competing against other teams and all that. And I just want you to understand how talented our staff really is. So what we're fixing to have is a world champion our staff dance off. Oh. All right, so the assistant coaches come out. They've got their own little routines and stuff. I don't know if you've seen the video yet or not. I don't know if you watched it uh, today or during the break, but um, Gus Malzahn had a dance-off for his assistant coaches, and uh, the players loved it. And uh, one of the coaches pulled out an old video of Gus Malzahn uh, when he was like in a, like a, uh, playing in a band with a green screen behind him and stuff. There's no video that surfaced right when he first got to Alabama or to Auburn, excuse me. And um, it was really fun. But – you know, to me, the players love that kind of interaction and seeing their coaches, you know, act that way or dance or whatever else. And I know the old schoolers out there and the guys that are like, no, nah, you just you can't do that. You've got to, you know, keep that coach, player. What It's just different now. Yeah. So it's, it's different at every level, especially now with NIL and everything else. I mean, you got kids now making more than the coordinators uh, at certain schools, uh, even, you know, especially the big power fives. But, um, I don't know. To me, this is something to kind of a connection between the assistant coaches and their and their players, getting to see them in a light where they're making fun of themselves, where they're kind of opening up, being a little bit vulnerable uh, with the players that they're coaching. And I think that helps develop not just a relationship now, but I think a long term relationship with a lot of these players. A lot of coaches have. I, I still talk to my college coaches and still talk to my high school coaches. Uh, you wanted to keep those relationships as long as you can, and I didn't have nearly uh, the type of relationships that a lot of these players are having now. But even yeah. my high school coach Jack Wood. About five years after, I guess it was after my, yeah, I'd finished up college, and we had lunch together, and he said, you know, I wish I would have been more engaged with you guys. And I have been over the last so many years. Well, guess what? What happened over the last few years of his career at at Hewitt Trustful as a head coach, guess what they did? They were winning. They were winning at a high level. They were building a program. And um, and he said that, you know, he had a better relationship with those guys. He was more of an authoritarian figure, but he also got older. So he, you know, I think softened up just a little bit as we've seen with other coaches in the past. Yeah. Um, I also think this sort of reveals a larger truth about Gus Malzahn. He just seems more relaxed, more sort of himself than uh, at, at, at UCF mm-hmm. than he ever was at Auburn. He was at Auburn. He always just seemed so kind of uptight and like he just couldn't let go of the job ever. And it was always focused on it. And Yeah, because what he is across the straight right, right across the state from him. Yeah, he had to live up to that, and, right. and also that was the kind of the persona of what everybody thought a head coach could look like, and that was in state winning national championships. I mean, that would be that would be tough. But but I also he think he may be happy too the fact that he did get the largest buyout in the history of true. college football twenty one point four five million. Yeah, that's huge. And you know it's interesting too. You I, you wouldn't necessarily think this, but Gus was fifth on all time on Auburn's all time win list behind mm-hmm. uh, Shug Jordan. Mike, is that I say it right? Shug. 
Suge. Suge Jordan. Mike Donahue, Pat yeah. Dye, and Tommy Tuberville. Senator Tuberville. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 and I'm happy for Gus. And I bet a lot of Auburn fans wish they had Gus Mel's on right now. Uh, and I've said this over and over again, Gene Chizik and him together, they were that oh, was a great combination. Great Offense, combo. defense, and letting Gene be the head coach and him run the offense and the, the NASCAR and everything that they were doing on that side of the football. And then they had uh, that one you know bad season. I guess Gus left and went, went to Arkansas State at that time and then ended up coming back as the head coach. It was almost yeah. like that was planned out. You leave, we'll get you back, and you know all the things we've kind of seen. And as much as – look, and, and I've got a ton of buddies that are Auburn fans, but I always kid them. I'm like, you always talk about a family. But there's more things that happen behind that family's back <laughs> yeah. than, than behind the scenes to yeah. get guys in and out and head coaches and all types of stuff that's crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, last year in his first year at UCF, went 8-4 and four, uh, and then in, in the regular season, and then uh, UCF uh, beat Florida in the Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, so, they were, so in his first year, he was 9-4. and four. And um, I think Gus is poised. You know, it, it, we, we've seen in the past, like, you can win at UCF. And uh, I, th- I think Gus is going to have them poised to um, it, it built for long-term success. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. All right, a lot of great comments today from Bryce and Jermaine Burton as well, the receiver, the quarterback. you got the best player on the offense, the best player on defense, Will Anderson. Uh, this Alabama team, after their first scrimmage, really looking uh, right now, defense a little bit ahead of the offense, which is normal, but uh, looking like they could be a championship team. Most people think they will be, as Alabama was voted number one, the coaches number one in the AP, and uh, they're right there. Uh, everybody expects them to be in the Final Four. Jerry Palm put out his article what, about five or six days ago, had his four guys, or four teams, uh, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Georgia as his top four teams to end up in the playoffs. All right, coming back. I don't uh, know about Oklahoma. They yeah, wouldn't I venerable? Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know about that one. We'll see. Queen years. <laughs> He's at Texas. That's right. He's at yeah, Texas. My bad. He's I, at Texas. Who's it, in Oklahoma? It, it, it's, it's a it's a left-handed kid. I forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll get into that. And uh, also coming up on the other side, uh, Alabama got a new apparel deal as well. One of ours favorite. Lululemon. <laughs> Who would have thought it? Lululemon and Alabama <laughs> teaming up together. All right, we'll talk about that. And uh, much more, though, as we finish up. Hour number two. Stay with us here on this Tuesday edition. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partially sunny this afternoon, the chance of a few isolated storms through the evening hours. The high today, 90, tonight's low, 68. Not as hot tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and thunderstorms. The high at 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 90 degrees in Tuscaloosa. University of Alabama's Bama uh, Times or and Lululemon, I guess Times Lululemon fan apparel collection officially dropped on Friday, uh, August the twelfth, twenty twenty two. We didn't talk about this uh, yesterday, but Lululemon uh, collaboration 
will only be available to purchase in-store at the university's corner soup store on Bryant Drive. Lululemon has notoriously collaborated with various universities in the past to promote their brand through fan apparel, with UA being the newest college on its list. Now, the, and the collection includes both men's and women's apparel with notable styles such as Lululemon's iconic hottie, hot shorts, Gosh. scuba hoodies, scuba hoodie, uh, hoodies, there we go, belt uh, bags, uh, crewnecks, backpacks, and so much more. Corning University uh, Supply Store Director uh, Bernadette uh, Chevrolet, I guess that's how you say it, launched, uh, garnered, uh, the launch garnered a lot of attention from those on campus with 350 people waiting in line for the doors to open. And Andrew was talking about that uh, earlier. Uh, it says Lululemon uh, Showcase of Products Universe Supply Store was a huge success, adding the uh, Superstore continues to sell the Lululemon products since the initial launch. Now, the University Supply Store will continue to sell UA licensed Lululemon products with new designs being featured each season. So another apparel line added to the Lululemon categories. I can honestly <laughs> say I've never purchased anything from Lululemon. I have to say I've purchased a lot of stuff, workout stuff. Yeah. Yep, tennis stuff, workout stuff. The, the great thing about it is that it is a little bit more expensive. Okay, it is a lot more expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, I've got stuff that I've had for 10, 12, 13 years. I mean, really have. I mean, it, that doesn't, it never goes bad. Never. And I wish they'd come back with some of the, uh, I was talking about earlier, some of the jump pants they had before that weren't like the, you know, the ones now that go skinny all the way down to the ankle that all the young guys, you know, wearing stuff. Um, to me, that looks a little too feminine. Uh, but, uh, so they, but that's their style now. I, I like the wider, the wider leg uh, point, almost the bell bottom look they had at one time was pretty cool, but, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's actually a great product. And, and I think it's, it's, to me, it's not as good as it was back 10 years ago, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it's, but they're, they're jumping into this college market. Yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, do you know how Lululemon got its name? You told me earlier. Yeah, so I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to tell, tell you the, tell politi the politically correct okay. version of it. Uh, the, the founder uh, basically he wanted to have three L's in the in the, in the in the name of the company in the name of the store, and he was just sort of jotting around, and he just came up with uh, Lululemon, and uh, so it does in fact have uh, three L's in it, and uh, he said, hopefully, I can get three times the money. <laughs> how l translates into money i'm not sure but um and then there was a sort of politically un incorrect uh version of that story was that a quote from him uh yeah yeah it was well. according to a 2004 uh story in the mm. national post business magazine but um so i, I, I who it was seems the... like everybody i know every every uh every every woman i know just has a lululemon yeah they love the tights yeah so um I was trying to remember because we're talking about talking about um, fashion, whatever. Victoria's Secrets, and and for a long time, people didn't realize that Victoria was a man. The guy that created Victoria's Secrets actually was a man that created the whole idea of this, and um, talked about how I, I think it was there was something to do with the catalogs that they would get, like Fredericks, whatever else that would come in the mail, and he's like, "Hey, we need something like this in a store." Which which that store has changed dramatically. You walk in that store, the mannequins, everything looks totally different than it did, what, five years ago? Yeah. Four years ago, three yeah. years ago, whatever else, uh, for good reasons. Now, when you look back on the history of that store, so the guy starts it, he's making, I think, what, two or three, maybe four or five million dollars per year, sells it off to, and I forget the guy that, that he owned Limited Express, all that. Um, then he takes it, 
and grows it to about a billion-dollar company within like three to four years. The guy that started it then goes to the San Francisco Bridge, bridge and jumps off. Oh, wow. Kills himself. Yeah. Wow. And committed suicide. Um, and I'm like, you still made a ton of money um, yeah. off of that. But um, crazy at the story behind that, that particular store and uh, where it went from and where it got to and how big it grew so fast. Did you ever think the day would come that <clears throat> Alabama and Lululemon would be joining forces? <laughs> No, I'm, now I'm worried about Victoria's Secret. <laughs> uh, the uh, that they would have a uh, a line as well, but um, no, this is just kind of where it's all going. I mean, people are realizing that they. I think NIL has opened the eyes of a lot of advertisers, whether it be local or national, saying, "Look, you know, there are social media reasons as well as the exposure of the athlete, the TV time that they get now." that they can be a part of these these brands. And Alabama, and especially under Nick Saban in the last 15 years, has become a major, major sports brand. I mean, I, I remember looking at a map recently that had all the alumnus and all the different fans across the U.S. Alabama goes everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it now it's everywhere now. It used to be mostly Alabama, most in the southeast. You had fans that, that you know went to Alabama that lived in those areas. It's all over the country now. And uh, so that, that this will be a, a, a big uh, a big get, I think. I mean, and you saw the reaction from the students. You can find Alabama apparel in Nebraska. Yeah, you, in, in it's all, crazy. which online now makes it so much easier. Yeah. I mean, you get any, you know the, the roll tide shops and all that kind of stuff that you can buy pretty much anything. Fanatics is you know huge sponsor of, of Alabama. They're doing the store uh, right there in, inside of Bryant Denny Stadium. They've never had a yeah. team store like that. It just shows you where you know they're they're realizing there is revenue to be made. Why not? be making that revenue, put it where the fans are and the experience, and uh, maybe we'll sell more of that. When I was coming through Lars and before that, which I, you know, I, I love the fact because I've known Bill Battle for a long time, and what he did with CLC was unbelievable. Coach Brian actually kind of gave him the idea, said, hey, you ought to do licensing, and uh, let's license you know, Alabama from there. It grew to other schools and the Southeastern Conference to other, other big conferences, and they made a ton of money off of University Sab as well as the people who created CLC. But uh, used to, you could go on the street corner and you could sell T-shirts, you could sell any kind of memorabilia that you created and make money off of that. And it was, it really was fun because the ideas that were there now, in order to sell something, you got to go through CLC, you got to go through their legal department, sign all the documents, the percent, I think royalty is about 8%, I think it is, maybe more now, uh, of royalties, they got to go back to CLC and then another portion goes to the school. Um, pretty amazing how times have changed now lululemon jumping into this yeah and uh just a, a quick note here i'm just seeing this that um the world games uh -huh. uh, held in birmingham last month they cost 65.1 million to produce which is 10 million less than initially projected but the 11-day event fell short of its revenue goals generating about 51.4 million through sponsorships so therefore and sponsorships and ticket sales Therefore, there is a 14.1 million shortfall. Oh, wow. And so now uh, the CEO of the World Games, Nick Sellers, is trying to figure out how to pay off the vendors. All right. Well, uh, man, <laughs> wow. That's, Maybe get the Nick on for that. Ball. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, see you tomorrow for our Wednesday edition. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Jonathan, all the folks there producing the show there at Tide 100.9. Josh is well, our producer. Have a great day. Hi, this is Wes McCall.